All right, so I'm going to go ahead and start with this Atticus Green podcast. My podcast have not figured out a clever opening quite yet. Um, I guess I'll try to work on that. or I don't know, probably something will come to mind. I'll probably say something that I like the way it sounds or whatever eventually. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so basically all we're going to really do on this uh, podcast is talk about different anime. Um I want to expand my anime knowledge. I want to watch more, read more manga, all that kind of stuff. So I'm just going to do that. Sorry. See a light outside my window. It's kind of weird. Anyway. So uh, I'm going to start off with my very first um, manga, which is my favorite manga ever uh from the very beginning we're starting off with season one of dragon ball episode one started completely over i own the first three seasons figured it would be kind of an easier place for me to start because i'm pretty familiar with the show all that kind of stuff eventually we'll expand to other stuff i think i'm gonna do hunter x hunter next because i actually haven't finished hunter x hunter i've seen most of it but not all of it so this will kind of incentivize me to go ahead and finish it uh anyways let's uh so it why 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 is dragon ball like my favorite um see dragon ball is my favorite manga or my favorite anime because it's it's not not necessarily dragon ball but dragon ball z but you know dragon ball is the prequel to um not really a prequel it's the first part of dragon ball dragon ball z is the sequel to dragon ball uh, sequel series. It's, um, back in 1984, um, they, Dragon Ball came out in the United States. It was the first ever anime to be dubbed into English, and people didn't really get it, um, and it's kind of understandable. It's, I mean, I, in my notes, man, of me watching these episodes, I, I've said this, like, a thousand times. It's like, who is this? What is this show? Who is this made for? You know? Like, who is their audience? Because, like, there's, like, nudity and, like, sexual innu- innuendos and, like, you know, some of the characters are really sexualized and uh, there's, like, people dying and grown-up language and shit like that. And then, um, then you've got, uh, like these really immature jokes and these like young characters and it's like a kid's show it's a cartoon it's a it it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense so i don't think it actually originally did very well um initially when it came to the united states uh and then dragon ball z was like much more successful um and that's what like brought the rest of anime into the United States, but it, I I do give it credit. I, you know, it it had a big part in um, getting manga and anime popular in the United States. Um, it's my favorite manga because well, in anime because like, the transforming and stuff. Like I I I love the like powering up that they do in Dragon Ball Z where they're going, you know, into Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, all that stuff. It's just really fun. Uh, it's this idea of, like, you're, you know, you can train to be this strong and then you can transform and become, like, 
you know, 50 times that strength, uh, it's pretty cool, um, that's always been exciting to me, that's why I've always really enjoyed, um, shows like, like, uh, Ben 10 was another one of my, uh, favorite shows when I was growing up, because it's like a transformation thing, you know, Danny Phantom, I love that, like, idea of, like, transforming into something else and then becoming stronger. Um, I like that power-up. Uh, it's just, it's a really, really cool idea to me. Um, so, I'm not sure how far did I get in my notes. I can check that. I got to episode five, um, which is... Right after we meet Oolong. Which, man, I gotta say, dude. I mean, I, I know I'm, like, starting up, like, the end of this. I, I'm not, like, going in any sort of specific order. But what the hell, man? Oolong is a communist? <laughs> like, I never noticed that before. Uh, I mean, I'm sure maybe I noticed that, be- like... I had to have noticed before. Like, he's a communist. He's wearing a communist outfit. Like, uh the the red star and everything like a soviet military uniform or something like i, I just I, I can't believe that that's i mean i know he's the bad guy when they first meet but like he keeps wearing that like and no one ever mentions it no one says anything about it like like that was the 80s right like i mean i'm pretty sure we were like world war 2 had ended and i don't think japan was was big into communism back in 84 um so it's kind of weird to me that no one ever mentions that or like says anything to him about it um but uh yeah and also i gotta say like the the thing about like the 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 transformation with oolong like it's inconsistent because I know for a fact, I haven't gotten to those episodes, though, uh, but I know for a fact, like, like, Bulma asks him if, um, she can ride him, like, on a scooter or something, and he's saying, like, he doesn't get stronger when he transforms, or he doesn't weigh anymore, anything like that, but, like, in these episodes, he's, like, stepping on houses and crushing them, and, like, yeah. uh, running into stuff and like busting it up and breaking it up and I just I'm just like dude you're definitely stronger when you transform like that 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 that's bullshit if you're sitting there trying to say that you can't that you don't get stronger it just doesn't make any sense same thing with like Ant-Man in Marvel like Ant-Man is supposed to like be bigger and smaller because his atoms like separate or come closer together but like that wouldn't increase your weight or your strength that would just increase your size and decrease your size again like when he gets smaller he wouldn't lose weight he should still weigh the same uh just increase density so like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense when he's like really big and like stronger and stepping on stuff and it's breaking because he's not supposed to weigh more you know anyway um i guess we can move beyond that um really my only major criticism of the first four and a half episodes i don't think i finished the fifth episode i started the fifth episode um 
is like I don't like the coincidental thing with the turtle. We meet turtle. What episode is it? Um, I think it's episode two. Yeah, it's got to be episode two. Yeah, we meet Turtle in episode two. Um, which, I, I don't like that, because it like they just okay. So, these ball, these Dragon Balls are like really hard to find. Like no one knows anything about them. You know, they're, they're like, ancient, and no one really knows what they are, right? So, it just so happens that Goku meets Turtle, who's been lost for a year. Like, just so happens, like, of all the places in the world, Goku just so happens to run into this turtle. And that turtle just so happens to be owned by Master Roshi, who just so happens to have had one of these Dragon Balls wash up on his shore, and now he wears around his neck. I, I don't like it when TV shows and movies do stuff like that. I understand plot and all that. It's like, how do I introduce all these characters and bring all these characters together? But, like... <sighs> sorry, there's just other ways you can do it so it's not so damn coincidental, you know? Uh, somehow Pilaf apparently found out about the... Um, Dragon Ball belonging to uh, Master Roshi. So I'm like, why doesn't Pilaf, like, why can't um, Goku or Bulma figure it out the same way Pilaf figured it out? I don't know how they got that information, but like, there's gotta be another way. Um, also, I don't really like Turtle's character. It's just like a kind of useless thing. I don't know, like, what Master Roshi and him are friends and like, he just never really plays an important part, which is kind of funny because it's like if Goku and Roshi had never met, most of this probably would have never happened. Um, I feel like maybe they were probably like bound to meet anyway because Master Roshi was clearly one of the strongest human beings on the planet and Goku becomes one of the strongest. So I, they, they were probably like destined to meet either way, but like still, it's kind of funny how like useless of a character turtle is from here on out I, doubt, I don't think he like really does anything or matters at all or he has very few lines after this and he's like one of the first people Goku helps out um, so the couple things that I it, it, other than that I, I thought it was uh, I, I, really, I love Dragon Ball it's like my favorite manga um, that's just like my one criticism if I could change something that's what I would change if I had to say something else, um, you know, there, there's, there's like a few other like, uh, nitty, like, like petty kind of things that I don't really want to, um, criticize too much. Cause I don't want it to sound like I, I hate that show. I, I really like that show. Um, but, uh, like I'll talk about like how I kept questioning myself, like how would Bulma have survived this long on her own? You know, she apparently found two Dragon Balls before meeting Goku. Um, and I'm just wondering how Bulma would have survived. Because, like, Goku has already saved Bulma's life, like, three or four times. 
I'm just wondering how she, like, survived on her own. Like, there were just, like, bandits and people, like, all over the fucking place trying to, like, rob people and, uh, steal and, you know, it, I mean, I know Bulma had, like, was packing heat. Like, she had a gun, uh, and she shot at Goku. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I just, I'm, like, this, this, this world of Dragon Ball seems a little bit more, like, a little too dangerous to let, like, your 16-year-old daughter travel the world looking for Dragon Balls and, like, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. And again, I I know I keep saying this, I'm gonna say this so many times, like, who is this show for? Who is their target audience? I remember being a kid and not liking Dragon Ball, like being like really, really young and then not getting into Dragon Ball until I was about like 10. And that, even then I was getting into Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is like, you know, intense. Let's fight. Let's fight. There's some comedy in it, but like it's mostly, it's a lot more serious, a lot more serious than Dragon Ball. It's still not like, you know, the most serious show. Um, or entire, like, arcs where, like, it is super, like, intense and serious and focused, but, um, yeah, uh, Dragon Ball is, like, really goofy, really silly, and then, like, Bulma, like, flashes Master Roshi and stuff like that, you know, like, Bulma's, like, really sexualized, and it's supposed to be a children's show, it's just, like, you see her butt, uh, I, when we meet Master Roshi, which is, what, episode three? Yeah, and it's, yeah, I I also was making this point that, like, I'm starting to realize the only woman, like, I think Dragon Ball, like, I've, I've, I've thought about how Dragon Ball was racist, because, like, you have, like, every time there's a black character, they have, like, really big lips, and there's not a serious, like, main character of a black character, um, I remember even in Dragon Ball Z Kai, they make Mr. Popo blue because, like, he's got those really big lips and he's a black alien. And yeah, uh, so I've always talked about how Dragon Ball Z is kind of racist, but, like, it's pretty sexist, too, man. <laughs> uh, all the women are bitches. And I, I wrote that, like, in my notes. Like, Videl is the only one that I can think of that isn't, like, just mean you know, to everyone. And we're like, that it, everyone isn't afraid of. And Videl is, like, mean when they first meet her. She just, like, lightens up and becomes a lot nicer as Goku and her get to know, or Gohan and her get to know each other. But, um, <clears throat> all the other women, you know, Chi-Chi, Bulma, all of them are, like, really mean. You know, Android 18, all of them are mean. Uh, so I don't know, maybe Akira Toriyami is, I, I don't know what, I don't know what's up with that, man, but, uh, Maybe you see need some nicer, nicer characters and uh, maybe and some black characters. That 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 would be nice too. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, and then like, Pilaf, has this like palace, this like huge mansion, and like I'm, I always wonder this is like how how did a dog, a woman. And whatever Pilaf is, like, how'd they get anything that they have? Like, how did he get that palace? What army did he use to take over that palace? It doesn't make any sense, that castle. I just, really confused. I don't, (laughs) 
I don't understand what's going on, man. Um, it's a nice palace. It's big. And I guess if he's going to call himself Emperor Pilaf, he should call himself, you know, he should have a big palace. But, like, it's just insane to me, man, that he's got, he, that he got it. I'm just wondering how he got it. it, it I don't understand that. Um, yeah. Uh, and like, yeah, there's like little stuff that I'm starting to notice that I didn't notice before. Like, like when Pilaf, uh, goes to Master Roshi's house to like, see if he's got the Dragon Ball, he talks to this talking alligator. And I'm wondering like, what happened to that alligator? Where, Where is he? How come we don't see him anymore? Um, cause he doesn't become a normal character. I don't think we ever see him again. And like, how does he know Mr. Master Roshi? Why was he hanging out at his house? Like, what's... I, I don't know, man. What's going on with the alligator? <laughs> um, there's lots of little stuff like that. But that's, like, I don't know, one example. Another thing, like, a lot of, like, the characters are talking, like, the dinosaurs are talking. And I don't really remember too many dinosaurs really talking in Dragon Ball Z. And it's not just dinosaurs. There's also, like, there's this, like, uh, saber-tooth man thing. Like, he was kind of like this uh, lion man. He could talk. Um, I think even a dinosaur enters the world's martial arts tournament, if I'm not mistaken, um, later on. And he can talk. Uh, there's a lot more fantastical stuff, too, in Dragon Ball, now that I'm thinking about it. There's, like, a werewolf and... Frankenstein, vampire, all that kind of stuff. They never mention that kind of stuff ever again. Even though they they clearly fight all of that stuff. Uh, uh, be interesting to develop some sort of like fan fiction of like how vampires and werewolves and all that stuff fit into the Dragon Ball world. Um, obviously, they're like super rare because I don't see that stuff anymore. But <clears throat> anyway... Um, yeah and another thing about Oolong I know I've already kind of talked about Oolong but he never transforms in Dragon Ball Z which and neither does like Poir it's kind of weird how they like have that power and they never like come back this in this town dude that that uh that Oolong was like messing with it didn't make any sense to me like uh they had native americans like and australians like living in this town i had no idea where like where this was supposed to be it seemed like they were supposed to be native americans um but uh i i swear one of them had like an australian accent it just didn't make any sense um and Bulma come on Bulma like the the transformation thing and then Bulma like falling for the guy that I don't know I was a little bit cheesy I mean there's a lot of the stuff that's like really cheesy on here um and yeah Oolong breaks the fourth wall one point in this episode which I don't think anyone ever does that again like they do that to sort of like explain his uh character or and who he is but um they never like I don't think anyone ever breaks the fourth wall talks to the audience ever again in Dragon Ball. 
Um, so that's that was just interesting. I mean, it, to see that, I, uh, rewatching it, you know, you pick up on stuff and you're like, oh yeah, they don't do that anymore, you know. Um, I also didn't really like how the episode of Oolong ends, where like the girls are like happy with where they live. It seemed kind of weird, um, like Stockholm syndrome is what I would, what I would think. Um, so like I guess like once they realize that Oolong is like not uh, intimidating, he uh, they're like not afraid afraid of him anymore. But I don't understand why they wouldn't just like go home and be like, "Hey, mom, dad, I'm I'm fine. Just let you know." Uh, but um, yeah, another thing, yeah, another inconsistency that I noticed. Uh, yeah, again, like I'm not really doing this in order. I'm kind of like reading through my notes and just finding points to talk about. But uh. The Dragon Balls light up, and they've been doing this for multiple episodes, and it's every time they get close to them. So what they're saying is that the Dragon Balls react to each other, which I don't think they ever talk about that, um, or it's, like, really inconsistent after this when the Dragon Balls, like, light up. It just so happens to light up when they when they kind of, like, want them to. Uh, so... I know Akira Toriyama isn't, like, known for being, like, ultra-consistent. He, like, forgets stuff. But, um, which I definitely would, too, if I had his job, because I understand it's... But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and another thing, like, episode one, dude. Bulma tries to kill Goku. Bulma shoots Goku, assuming that she's going to shoot him dead. Which I, <laughs> like, imagine imagine if Goku hadn't been strong enough, like, to survive that. Like, I would imagine at some point in Goku's life, he was weak to the point where, like, a bullet would kill him. Because, like, a lot of the characters seem to be afraid of bullets throughout the whole movie, or through the whole series, besides Goku, really. So I imagine at some point in his life, he was weak enough to die from, from bullets. Or, but imagine if, I mean, Bulma was clearly trying to kill him. Like, imagine if, like, he, she had killed him right there. Like, episode one. That, that, that would have been, I mean, obviously it's not going to happen. Like, the whole thing's about Goku. But it's just, like, kind of crazy that, like, she tries, she shoots him episode one. Like, as soon as they see each other. Tries to kill him. That's how they meet. Bulma wants to kill Goku. And then they're friends for life. Uh, <laughs> and they call them dino caps which i feel like i've seen that before but most of the time they just call them capsules right that i mean there's capsule corp and then they have capsules that like open stuff up i haven't heard them call them dino caps too often um i'm wondering if like maybe different versions of dragon ball kind of do that i mean i i know I know there's stuff like that, like uh, versions of Dragon Ball where like they say different things, they have different voice actors and things like that. So I'm wondering maybe Dragon Ball did that. Um, you know, maybe I just have the the the, the cut that where they say Dino Caps instead of just capsules. But I just remember them calling them capsules because just Capsule Corp. I don't remember them referring to them as Dino Caps. Um, at least not later on in uh, Dragon Ball Z. I don't. I mean, maybe they did. Uh, and then I talk about yeah. I mentioned I kind of like made fun of the Dragon Ball physics, but um, I'm sure that's gonna come up again because 
Yeah, uh, the like Dragon Ball physics make no sense. I I believe the point that I was talking about there, um, Goku starts trying to catch up. Like they have like a motorcycle sort of thing that Bulma's riding, and then Bulma gets swooped up by a pterodactyl. So, Goku like does like a bunny hop with this thing, and like jumps like a thousand feet in the air somehow off of a bunny hop of, on a motorcycle that he just learned how to drive. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with that kind of stuff because it's just, like, kind of funny. And it still didn't work. So, like, that, at least that part's accurate that it wouldn't work. But um, Dragon Ball physics are really inconsistent. They fall really slowly. Like, I, I remember thinking about that. Like, man, you... You, when you jump off a cliff, you fall way faster than that. I remember thinking that when I was a kid. Because uh, there's, like, this one episode where Gohan jumps off a cliff and, like, dives into, like, a waterfall. And I remember him just thinking, like, man, he would be falling way faster than that. That looks like a like an easy fall. That is some bullshit. <laughs> um, it's the kind of kid I was. Uh, always criticizing things. I guess I haven't changed too much because here I am doing it again. Uh, criticizing things that I like. <laughs> Uh, really just trying to make fun of it not really criticizing it I, I love Dragon Ball I know it sounds like I'm like tearing this thing apart maybe but um, really into it um, I also talk about this like Dragon Ball it is weird I, I talk about this a few times like with my friends uh, I'll probably bring this up again the more we go through Dragon Ball but Dragon Ball is like both in the future and in the past excuse me uh, but Dragon Ball is both in the future and in the past so it's like they have like all this futuristic technology yet dinosaurs exist you know um <laughs> so uh I've always, I've always talked about this too whenever there's like a movie that was made in like the 80s about the future they still don't have things like they didn't get things right you know they didn't get like uh cell phones you know like they never have cell phones uh except maybe like star trek but it's not really the same the communicator back in the 60s but yeah uh i said what did i say no cell phones capsules and dinosaurs just like yeah uh Episode 2 is the first mention of Goku maybe being an alien. Uh, Bulma just kind of says, like, I don't know where this kid is from, but it's not Earth. Uh, that's just a sort of a milestone that people point to. Um, uh, yeah, my, I, I made the point of this. I know I keep talking about this, but, like, my parents let me watch this show when I was, like, four there's like so many jokes like sex jokes like balls missing like goku pats like boy yeah the pat pat like i'm not even gonna get into that I'm not, I'm not gonna describe that but like the pat pat that goku does to all the men and women to see if they're men or women like i mean just all that stuff it's uh Episode 3, uh, we see Pilaf, Emperor Pilaf, go on his first mission, which is kind of funny because, like, he goes on pretty much 
um, every mission after this. I mean, you know, even in... I mean, they're kind of coming back. You know, Pilaf and the gang don't really make too many appearances. They might make... I guess they make some appearances in Dragon Ball Z, but they really don't make too many uh, in Dragon Ball Z. And they're kind of coming back as characters in Dragon Ball Super, but they're like kids again. Which, again, that, that sort of bothers me. And, like, Mai is supposed to be, like, Trunks's, um, you know, like, girlfriend or something. You know, I should probably put some sort of uh, spoiler disclaimer in this video. I know this is really late. What are we in? Like, uh, how many minutes are we in? I'm going to go ahead and just put this spoiler disclaimer in. We're almost 30 minutes into this episode. Spoilers will happen on this this podcast. I'm not going to filter this kind of stuff at all. Um, so, sorry. I know I've already sort of done that to you, but uh, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. I'm, I'm, I'm primarily going to focus on a few episodes and stuff like that and really dive into that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I'm definitely not filtering for spoilers. So, just be warned. Uh, my next plan to do with this stuff, though, is to read the manga. I own every manga of Dragon Ball. I have the complete set. So I'll be able to do that. Dragon Ball Z, I don't have the complete set yet. Um, working on it, but guys, I, I'm on a budget, so <laughs> give me a break. Um, no, but uh, I will eventually get that. Um, I kind of like doing it by looking for it in used bookstores and stuff like that. I don't like really shopping online for that kind of stuff just because it, it, it's more fun to try to, like, find it rather than doing it online. I do a lot of online shopping, but, like, this is, like, the one thing I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to find this because it's just fun to kind of shop for it. haven't been doing a lot of that since COVID, but uh, doing even more online shopping for COVID, so... That sucks, but you can still buy from online bookstores and stuff like that, um, obviously, so that's primarily what I try to do, but, uh, yeah, but anyway, so I'll finish season one, what are they, it's like six discs, there's six episodes, six discs, so it's like 36 episodes, I guess, some seasons only have five discs, I'm on episode five. I think it's six to six episodes, because it's, yeah, two and a half hours of watching. So I'm almost through the first disc. I'll get through this whole season, and then I'll move on to a different anime. Um, and then I'll or I'll and I'll read the manga too before I move on. I'll, you know, compare the differences and everything. Uh, want to keep it. There's not too much to really dive into other than the uh. Because we the only arcs we've sort of had have been um, one offs. Other than Pilaf, uh, he his character's been introduced. I wonder how they all met. I have always wondered that they never really get into Pilaf's backstory. That would be an interesting thing to to find out. My and Pilaf and Shu's backstory. I'd like to see where they came from. Those are some weird characters. I don't know where he came up with that kind of stuff. I used to think, uh, you know, like when I was a kid watching this stuff, I used to think like Garlic and Pilaf were the same person. Pretty sure they had the same voice, the same voice actor. I used to think they were the same person, but like they're not in the show. 
garlic is much scarier than pilaf. Surprised that pilaf makes it that far. I mean, shit. You would think that, like, Goku would demolish. I guess that's probably why he survives, because Goku doesn't see him as a threat. But he's a criminal. I mean, you would think that this that guy would get, like, arrested. I mean, he clearly has hurt people to, like, get these balls and, like, fought them and stolen from them. I mean, you know, it's weird to me that, like, yeah. The whole pilaf thing is, I don't know. The pilaf, it, it be, it's, like, sort of main plot line for, like, a short while. And then it becomes, like, side arcs and stuff. I don't really get it. I mean, I, I hate to say it like that and reduce it down to that but like I really don't it's like I don't really get what Akira Toriyami's trying to do with those characters um cause in the beginning it's like okay they're both hunting the dragon balls but at, like after a while it's like what what's the point these, these are idiots like they'd ever get anything done they don't, they don't know what they're doing which again doesn't make any sense because Pilaf is somehow smart enough to build those machines yet not smart enough to pull off any of his plans uh which you know <laughs> whatever um, um but i i'm really i don't know how to explain it once we get past the first summoning of the Dragon Balls, I think that's when the show really starts taking off. Um, <clears throat> we'll eventually meet Yamcha and Poir. Uh, and then they'll help Goku with the Dragon Balls the first time around. And then everybody will kind of go off on their own. And in my opinion, that's when Dragon Ball really starts kicking up. They start training for the World's Martial Arts Tournament, which is what I'm always excited to watch when I'm watching Dragon Ball. Sometimes I'll get out my DVDs and just watch those tournaments um, or them fighting in the, you know, other uh, tournaments like the, the, uh, what's her name? The For- Fortune Teller, I forget her name. fortune teller whatever her name is i i forget her name well uh we'll get to it eventually uh on this podcast what her name is um baba i think it's baba i'm pretty sure it's just baba fortune teller baba um we'll i'll get to her eventually we'll get to those episodes but i like watching sometimes just those and that's when i think the show really gets going so like I said, Dragon Ball didn't really do all that great in the United States when it first came out because people didn't get it. I think now people are watching Dragon Ball just from the nostalgia of Dragon Ball Z. Um, and then maybe like the little kids, like really little kids are watching it with their dads and stuff like that. Uh, Dragon Ball, I'm not sure. I don't know if as a father I would like that. You know, that's probably what it was, is that it was on Cartoon Network and all that stuff was just filtered, so my mom just didn't see it. Never really thought about that. But yeah, if it's on TV, it's going to be filtered. I just have the DVD now, so I'm I'm not seeing the filtered versions anymore. I mean, that's got to be what it is, right? Like, Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I mean, I would hope that they don't show that stuff on TV. I don't want to, I hope they don't just Bulma's ass just hanging out right there. Um, yeah, 
it's kind of weird to think of it like that, but, um, I hope that, like, I don't know, man. I, the only thing that I don't really like about the first few episodes is how, is, like, Krillin, like, the, when they first introduced Krillin, cause he's such a jerk. And he's, like, supposed to be a monk. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it. I know why he's, like, a jerk and everything, and he does grow a lot. Um, but, yeah, Krillin's a very confusing character. That's the thing about Akira Toriyama. You gotta give it to him, man. He comes up with some really interesting characters. Because, like, to come up with a character like Goku, that's one thing. Like, a goofy fighter guy. To come up with a guy like Yamcha, that sort of makes sense. You know, he's, like, a little bit maybe insecure about himself, but a fighter. But to come up with a guy like Krillin, like, that's an interesting character. I I don't know how to... I don't think I ever, like, when I'm... When I'm sort of... I don't know. He's interesting because he's, like... First of all, he looks weird. Like, to draw that, me personally, I don't know if I would draw a character that looks like that and think, like... All right, this is going to be a main character. You know what I mean? He just looks kind of weird. He's, like, this, this is this, like really short bald kid and he's got this weird voice and no nose i don't know um that's not a thing about it like they never explain krillin not having a nose you know what maybe i should uh save diving into go uh uh krillin's character for the for when we get to there uh yeah i'll listen to like who is the real krillin podcast he's listening to that kind of stuff all the time i forget that guy's name i'll probably promote him a little bit Uh, he's on youtube um, Josh should probably post these on YouTube as well. Figure out how to do that. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, um, Pilaf is the last episode that I saw. So now Pilaf is traveling with them. Kind of just because they're forcing him to. I think they have a deal. I think he makes a deal with Bulma or something. Something weird like that. Or Goku just kind of forces him to do everything. Which kind of gets annoying because you kind of do this like repetitive thing with Oolong. Where like Oolong doesn't want to do something. Then Goku's like do it. And then he's like okay fine. Um, But yeah. So... Next time, uh, we'll start off. I'll probably just end it around here. We're at 45 minutes. I was hoping to do at least an hour, but uh, we'll end it here. I guess I need to do, uh, I need to watch more episodes before we start doing something like this. Um, also, I got to build up my endurance, man. Talking for a straight hour, that's a lot. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so. Next ep- next time we'll start off with episode five because I like I said I just started episode five I wasn't uh all the way through it and uh, yeah we'll take off from there get through episode one or season one I'll try to watch as much as I can this week uh listen for next week uh comes out on Sunday night uh every Sunday at eight o'clock I think is what I'm gonna go for shoot for. So every Sunday, 8 o'clock, new episodes drop. Uh, follow me on Instagram as well at One Mile Left. This is the One Mile Left Atticus Green podcast. Um, one Mile Left is spelled just the number one, M I 
period and L-E-F-T. So that's 1-M-I period L-E-F-T. Please follow me on in, on Instagram. I just post my artwork. I've got uh, a website posted with things that you can purchase. Um, none of it is my artwork. It is my girlfriend's artwork at the website. My artwork will become available for purchase shortly. It's mostly just manga up there right now showing what I can do. I will start posting more original stuff that will be available for purchase. Um, yeah, so tune in next week. 8 p.m. Sunday. It's like December something. We'll figure it out then. <laughs> Every Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, that was the... Man, I'll make this a lot more smooth next time, guys. I... Like I said, it is hard to talk for an hour. But this is the One Mile Left podcast with Atticus Green. That is the correct way of saying it. I did not make that very clear. So there I am. I'm making it clear now. At the end. When people have already turned this off because they realize that the podcast is ending. Okay, so. See you next week. 8 p.m. Bye, guys.